With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life. Again, and Rodney is on. I'm hoping that he's going to 
come on as many Mondays as he possibly can and, and join me on these shows. We have some, some great topics coming up, even for the additional night that has been added to the Butterfly Evolution show. We won't be on tomorrow. Rodney will not be on tomorrow. And I'm hoping Thursday, but we'll talk about that. And you guys just kind of stay stay tuned and we'll let you know. Um, but this will be a great one because we're hoping to get a good number of our young people on and they're going to talk to you about some things that they're doing and answer some questions as to why. So stay tuned and if you have the time, support our young people this week um, in what we do with them. That being said, our chat line is open. Um, tonight's topic is, are you stuck in a rut? So that's our tonight's, tonight's topic. That line, again, is open for those of you who are listening um, through the phone. Remember, you only have to select the number one if you have a question or a comment for tonight's show. If you're listening online, you can certainly send your comments there, and we will monitor the chat line. We'll also be on Facebook using the event page. So if you want to post something there, we'll kind of be back and forward sharing some things with you there as well. Um, I ha And I apologize for this, but I've been really forgetting to just say for those, we have so many people that listen through Facebook or from their cell phones, and we don't have a way of connecting or seeing who you are. But thank you all for listening as well. I see the numbers um, of the people that we don't really get to see numbers, so, so to speak. I see the number of listeners, I should say, not the phone numbers. And for those of you who listen on Facebook, so we don't always know who you are. And so I want to say thank you, but we also ask that you call in as well or register as a follower of the show so that when you want to comment, you can use the chat, chat line or the chatting process. And you don't have to register using your name. You can create a name for the Butterfly Evolution registration, and we won't know who you are. So you can always do that. want to remind you of our trash can concept. Again, I find this always relevant to some of the topics that we discuss, particularly the ones tonight. Are you stuck in a rut? As we remind you of what the trash can concept is, again, we ask you to participate in this. What we ask is that you simply move your trash can from one location to another, then monitor how often you return to its old location. As you do that, think about how often your mind or we allow our mind to just keep us in that same place, so to speak, how often our mind just tells us to do something without much thought process because it's what we know. It has become a habit. So that's what that trash can concept, we call it our trash can baby. That's what that is about. Make a fun game of it. Monitor the times that you go back. As you do that, remember that we sow a thought, we reap an action, we sow an action, we reap a habit. Our habit becomes our character, who we are, and our character is taking us somewhere. Our character becomes our destiny. So remember that as you listen to tonight's show and finish up or go through your week. Rodney, I want to say a special thanks to him again for tuning in tonight and hosting the show with me. And um, Rodney, I just want you to tell our listeners again who you are. Some of them uh, know you. Some of them don't see some numbers that, I'm not familiar with, and also we have people that listen to the archive shows. So just for the sake of knowing and making sure that we keep everybody updated, tell them who you are, what you do, and what night you're going to be on, and, and tell them about the teacher's file and what we're trying to do with that, if you don't mind, before we move forward. Good evening to all of 
the listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate your supporting of uh, the Butterfly Evolution Show. Thank you, Tamer, for having me on. My name is Rodney Jordan. I am a school teacher in the city of Manassas, Virginia. I am finishing my sixth year of teaching. It has been a wonderful ride. I've um, experienced a lot of success. I have fun um, just doing what I do every day, uh, something that I feel like I'm um, good at doing, and God has given me the gift to do. And so I am very thankful uh, to God for blessing me with that. Uh, but not only am I a teacher, but I am also the author of the book, Tired of Being Black. Please, please, please do not judge the book by its cover. I was having a conversation with the lady the other day, and she said, but I don't understand why you have to be tired. <laughs> and so my response to her was, just read the book. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Um, you may share a lot of the same views as I state in the book. It is not a book of really about me being tired of my race, about me being tired of being black. But it is about things that need to change. Um, and so if you are a self-reflective person, if you are an evaluator of yourself, then this book is definitely for you. If you see something wrong with the way that things are in our community, regardless of your race, then this book is definitely for you. But I also would like to say um, that I am hoping my second book is published by the end of the summer. The title of that book is called From the Heart of a Teacher, where I address uh, so many things that, that need a deeper look in education. And so I hope that you all will support that work. And thank you again, Tammy, for all that you are doing, uh, not only with uh, your, your show, but just the work that you do in the community and all that you do to try to help our young people especially. We also uh, have a, um, I also have a page on Facebook called The Teacher Files where I try to bring awareness to different things that our young people may be dealing with in the schools, in the classrooms, in their communities, but also the teachers and things that they may be dealing with. So it could be something that um, is an issue that we are having. It could be uh, a matter of praise, so just different things. So uh, please support continue to support Butterfly Evolution, and definitely support the teacher file. Wonderful, wonderful. Speaking of the Butterfly Evolution, I want you guys to please, please, please go out and visit the site. I am very, very proud of my work. I'm bragging, and I'm bragging, because I that's something that intimidated me so much, so I had that site paid for for a year and did not do anything with it because it, I was so challenged by the mere fact, I can't do this. I, how can I create a website? So go out to butterflyevolution.org. Um, I got to a point where I just, I was stuck in that rut. That's a good one. I was stuck in the rut of completing, just even starting the website. And I was, I just got sick and tired of, I paid for this. I have to do something. So once I got my mind together, it took me about a week to get it up and publish it. However, because I have consistently stayed with it, made some mistakes, thought I did some things right, published it, went back and looked, had messed some things up, did not let that deter me, just kept moving, and I finally, I can say I have it 
about 98% of the way I want it to be. And every day I seem to be thinking of new ways and new ideas. But use that for an example of tonight's show. I was. I, was, I had paid for it and simply just did nothing with it because of my fear of messing it up, messing it up or thinking I cannot do this because this is just not my thing. Um, but I could not afford to pay someone to do it for me. They charge you an arm and a leg, and I didn't have any of those to spare. So I had to do it myself. And so take a look, butterflyevolution.org. I want to remind you of the 901 Butterflies. We are are growing. I'm grateful. I'm thankful for that. Share the news or the information about 901 Butterflies with someone. Um, If you don't have anyone to, to bring our way, you can always make a donation. The girls, this this program is free. I don't charge anything for our young ladies, or they don't have to pay anything. Everything we do, the 901 Butterflies and 901 Evolution, is totally free. And I've been challenged with, okay, I hear people saying people don't respect anything that's free. But at the same time, a lot of our kids and families just don't have that extra to give. And some of them may have and will not, and I don't want that to be a determining factor for any young lady or young man who would like to be a part of it. So I'm just going to keep going until I cannot anymore. Um, great things happening for the 901 Evolution. That's our young men. They were blessed by a, another man, a man, um, has donated a house that we all can use, but this is, this is mainly for our young men. I'm flattered because we need our men to step up and help with our young men. So the boys are going to be going over, cleaning up this house, cleaning up the yard. I hope to get our young ladies inside and cleaning up inside and making it nice, neat, comfortable for our ventures going forward. So, again, you can always donate. I have the donate buttons right there on the site. Be specific as to what you're donate, what which organization you're donating for. We also have the butterfly dollars, and we're going to get moving right into the show. I don't want to keep you guys long, but... We have the butterfly dollars. You may or may not have heard me talk about the difference that one dollar can make. And if we all pull together, even within your family, you can start this. If you have family members, if you started with five people, some people are going to, I'm telling you, even with the dollar, they're just going to say, no, what's going to happen with my dollar? Really, seriously, they will say that. Grab some friends, grab some families and say, let's put together one dollar a week, one dollar a month. Something. Start with something and watch it accumulate. Um, but we're going to be doing that, and I'm going to have an official dollar day. And I'm going to call it it's butterfly dollars, which are going to turn into angel dollars. And what I'd like to be to be able to do is go around and bless people who are truly in need and who are really trying to make it. We have some people I know in my life. There, there, there's there are times when twenty dollars made a huge difference in my week, in my day. And someone has given me those $20. I've had, I remember a lady knocking on my door, a friend of mine, and didn't really know my situation. She said, God told me to give you $20. That made a huge difference in my week, period. So I'd like to be able to go around with some others and, and have those angel dollars in hand. There'll be a place on the site for you to, you know, donate or donate and recommend someone to receive um, a blessing. So find out, go to the site and find out more about that. Lastly, we have the Women's Conference. You can check that out on the site as well under events. 
Be sure to check out our speakers, Aaron Jordan, Brandon Gator, Anthony Collins, and Trent Williams. That's going to be here at the Fogelman, University of Memphis Fogelman uh, building on June 28th from 6 to 9. You can register, pay for the event um, right there on the site as well. Um, be sure to check out Life Languages as well. I'm not going to talk about that tonight, but that's something that I'm, I'm also proud of. I've been wanting to get that certification for about two, two and a half years now. I did take some time, and I traveled to Texas, and I did just that. So, again, let that be not bragging on that, but let that be momentum for you. We all have something that we've wanted to do for whatever reason. We've put it off. We don't do it. We do everything for everybody else, um, and yet we still feel empty because we're not fulfilling that internal hunger that we have to do the things that we love, um, and it takes work to do that. So we're going to get we're going to cover some of that tonight as well. But again, tonight's topic is: Are you stuck in a rut? And before I get started, Rodney, what are your thoughts when you first? When you first saw that topic, and, it, and I want to bring that up because you mentioned about your book, because your title, if people don't have an open mind, I remember the first time I've shared this story with you and the, the listeners as well about I was I was driving, and to this day I still cannot really tell you how I heard it on the radio, but I know I heard it, and I, I looked you up and saw you. And it was the topic that, it was, it was the topic that got me, the title of the book. That, that really got me, and I wanted to know more. It wasn't a judgmental thing. I just wanted to know more because I feel if we all be honest, whew, we all feel that way. Whatever your reasoning reason is, we, I, I understand what you're saying. It's not that you're tired of being black. You're tired of all the things that come with that. People perceive you to be this. Like you said, they expect you to have three baby mamas or jail time, and, and we all make mistakes, not not saying that anybody who's in that position is not um, okay because that's not what we're saying. It's just when you get to a point, when society gets to a point and says that that's who we are because of the color of our skin, you should have an issue with that. So you should have an issue because that's mainly what society is telling us and is telling our young people and so forth. So what did you think when you first um, saw that title, Are You Stuck in the Rut? Well, I think about the large number of people that are stuck in a rut, and I think about how we put our own selves in a rut, mainly because of fear and lack of patience, because usually people don't do better, not necessarily because they can't do better, but because they're afraid to do better. And fear keeps us from trying new things. Fear keeps us from going down a different path. Fear keeps us from reaching out to people that we've never reached out to before. And so because of that, we, we, we find ourselves in a rut because of fear, lack of patience. And I'll even go ahead and add ignorance, too. Um, and so... Because of that fear, we'd much rather stay in a rut or stay in an uncomfortable position because at least we know what to expect. You find women who are willing to stay with abusive men 
you find women who are willing to stay with cheating men because at least they know what they're going to get from this person. Here comes a guy who may be a phenomenal guy, but because he is the unknown, he doesn't get a chance, or if he gets a chance, he doesn't get a fair chance. Then you have the lack of patience, where we know that we are in, we're in a tough spot. We know that we're in a tight spot. It's uncomfortable for us. But instead of being patient, being willing to work and progress and gradually move towards achieving our goals, we feel like we have to rush. Or, again, we're afraid to get the process going because we feel like we're too far behind. Like okay. you, take a, you, you, you take someone who is maybe 24, 25 years old, and they don't have much going on in their life. They want, they've always wanted to go to school, or maybe they just now at 24, 25 say, hey, maybe I should go to college. But the thought of having to spend the next four, five, six years in college trying to work towards something that you feel like, hey, I should have had this four years ago, now it's, well, if I can't get it tomorrow, then, you know, it, this is going to be too hard or this is going to take too long. So we have that lack of patience. And then there's the ignorance factor where we, where we don't know, and instead of educating ourselves, we just rather be ignorant. Instead of finding out, the truth of finding out what we need to know or finding out something that is going to help us, we'd rather stay in that lost state. So those are the things that, 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 that came to mind when, when I saw stuck in a rut. And, and, and I think that there's just so many people who are stuck in a rut, and I think primarily because of those three reasons. You know, I totally agree. I didn't um, – I didn't – I feel we've talked about fear so much on the show, and I, I don't didn't even go there in my notes, but I, I, I'm pretty sure, and I'm, I so agree with you, that fear keeps us from, from so many things. I guess I covered it in a way, and we'll get to that, but not the way that you just did. So good stuff to think about, fear, and, and I certainly did bring in the ignorance part of it, and I like the way you say that we know, we, we know that, but yet we don't challenge ourselves to learn more, to overcome. And we're all ignorant in some some point. Take the example that I just gave you for the website. Totally oblivious to that. Ignorant, if that's what you want to call it. But I had to come to a point where I said, okay, I don't have the funds to pay someone to do it, so I need it, so what do I do? I need to sit down and make this work and pull some, some all-nighters, and that's what I had to do. Um, I want to read the show description. It says, we all from time to time may get in or feel like we are stuck in a rut. This becomes an issue when it, it, is, it is a permanent condition or a way of life. The sad reality is most people are stuck in a rut. So what is being stuck in a rut? Dying to live, what's holding you back? And I really want you guys to, to focus on that tonight. We've been saying that from, from day one the show began, dying to live, what's holding you back? As you think about being stuck in a rut, 
compare that to dying to live. A lot of us are alive. We wake up. Our heart is beating. Um, for the most part, we're in our right mind, dying inside. We keep doing the same thing but expecting different results. We want more, but we won't do more. As Rodney talked about, I've known people myself, hey, want to go back to school, want to do it. Been 10 years <laughs> or more. Well, if I had just started, and I started and stopped and started and stopped again, but um, here we are. But there's someone, somebody out there is listening. It's something that you have wanted to do and still want to do, and it's just that. You want to do it, making no effort to do it. And it starts out very small, but what you will notice when you really really sit and reflect on tonight's show, after the show, um, those small things become big things, those things that we just allow that seem so insignificant become such big things in our lives. So there are a few questions. There are four. Um, one of them is going to be really um, a statement for you, but there are four things that I really want to cover tonight, we want to cover tonight. The first um, is on a personal level. Ask yourself, am I stuck in a rut? Private question, private answer, unless you want to share with us tonight. I hope you do. Um, but you will have to answer this for yourself. If yes, if the answer is yes, I am currently stuck in a rut, then it's also equally important that you reflect upon why. Why? Not, not about someone else, why I'm, why I'm here, how did I get here, whose fault is this. This is a personal, internal question for you. Figure out the why, how, what can I do? So that's something for you to take away from tonight's show. And I want to make sure, um, I'm going to put Paula in. I don't know if, if you meant to select the number one, but I see that you are lit up. And I did not tell you how um, we're going to pull you in, but we're going to do the last, I'm sorry, the area code and the last four digits of your number. Uh, right, we're going to take the call before we get started. This is 850 with the last four digits of 5362. You're on the air with us. Caller from 850, last four, 5362. Okay. Just um, select the number one, and it will take you out of queue. I'm going to mute you. So select the number one, and it will take you out of queue. Um, the second question, what are examples of being stuck in a rut? And we're going to answer some of these as we go through. Third, how does one get here and what causes this? So what? how do you get here and what causes this? And remember, you're going to answer that for yourself as, self as well. Um, lastly, how does one get out of the rut? Okay, so the personal question or statement, are you there now? Second, what are examples of being stuck in a rut? Third, how does one get here or what causes this of being stuck in the rut? And how does one get out of the rut? Bonnie, anything you want to share before we move on? Any questions, comments? Um, I think one thing to consider, and maybe you know the listeners can 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 put it in the form of of a question for themselves. But are there people uh, are there people who 
who may have contributed to the to the rut? Are there people, uh, were there people, you know, that were around before you found yourself in the rut? Are they still there while you're in the rut? Did they go away? Uh, but, uh, but I think that that needs to be um, a point of emphasis as well as, you know, um, people, because sometimes, you know, we, we do find that there are people um, there before we fall into these ruts um, that do disappear, that do stay for various reasons, some good, some bad. And then there are people that come into our lives during these ruts that may or may not be there once we're out of it. Right. I think it's so important to realize there that we oftentimes attract who we are. People people live by opposites attract, maybe to some degree. Um, but I, ha- I have learned and I'm coming to learn even the more that the people that, that I attract in my life, I'm looking for um, something in them that's in me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's our connection here, what happens, um, because I don't want any dead relationships. I don't, want, I, don't, I, I don't want to be anybody's friend that I'm not feeding and they're feeding me. Uh, I'm not saying it has to be every day, all the time, but we should be feeding one another. We should be spiritually growing, mentally growing, emotionally growing, something other than just meeting up on Friday, going to the club, whatever it is, some, some kind of substance we need to be getting from one another. So I like the idea. I'm adding people to the list. And the lines are open. Our chat line's open. So if you want to get in and have something else, uh, to share, please do. Um, so let's, the first one we can't address for you if, unless you want to come on and, and tell us that you are and why and, and how you feel that you've gotten here. Um, let's add the people as well, what people were in your lives compared to who, who's there now. So let's start with number two, what are examples of being stuck in a rut? It is when your life is the same all the time and, and really nothing much is changing or happening. It's kind of like I said earlier, you're doing the same thing, you're expecting different results, you want them, but you're just not doing anything to get them. You're waiting on life to offer these things. Um, if you, a rut is usually uncomfortable situation or places of which there, you feel there's no easy way out. And really there's not. But it, So it's an uncomfortable situation or place in which you feel that there's no easy way out. Um, as I say that, we have to always remember that the first thing when you think about getting out of the rut or really determining if you are is getting out. And what I found interesting was what is is uh, compared to, I saw an example was where what was compared to a grave, and it says that, or said that the only difference is a rut has two exits. And I thought that's interesting because you could go either way and get out. And apply, think about that when it comes to life. But what we do, as Rodney said earlier, we do nothing. So imagine yourself, um, I guess, being captured. And there's two ways, two ways out. But that fear keeps you from of, of not knowing what's in the outside, of not knowing what's outside of either exit, keeps you right there, sitting there. And you may be sitting there forever if you do not choose the exit. Is that not going to kill you as well? So 
think about that. Use that analogy or that as an example of just seeing yourself in a rut because there's always an exit. There's always a way out. It may not be easy. You may not know what's on uh, on either side. That's what Rodney was talking about, the fear of the unknown. Um, that fear of the unknown will make women, will think that it's okay to stay in abusive relationships, as he said, men as well, um, saying things that all of us, we just choose what we know. I know this. My mind has become accustomed to this. I know what I'm dealing with. So, any, anything, Rodney? Well, I, I think, too, uh, when we think about rut, uh, we tend to think about our financial situation, um, first of all. And, you know, a, a lot of times we, we tend to deal with money. You know, if you go, if you go to church, um, usually <laughs> the sermon has something to do with money if, you know, if it's about, uh, if it's a feel-good type of service or if a part of the service becomes that feel-good type of thing, then usually we associate feeling good with money. And so a lot of times we think that we are in a financial rut. However, I think that a lot of times we think that you know, our, that financially we are in a bad place because we're measuring our finances for what we want versus what we need. I think if we look at our needs, our financial situations are not as bad as we think they are. But when we don't have the things that we want, when we don't have everything that we want, and for some of us, if there's one thing that we have that, that we don't have that we would like to have, then we kind of consider ourselves to be uh, financially unstable, which is not necessarily the case. Um, just because you don't live in a single-family home or just because you don't live in a mansion, just because you don't drive a Lexus, just because you don't have twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 sitting in a savings account, doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a financial rut. If you if you can't provide for yourself, for your your family, your children, whoever, your wife, if you can provide the basic necessities of your uh, of life, you may not be in as bad of a financial position as you think that you are. So I think we need to to lose this defeating mindset that we have as well. And I think that that will allow us to come out of the rut. If we start to look at um, life as optimists and we learn to appreciate what we do have, we learn to appreciate the things that we've already worked for or the things that we may have been given by other people, then I think that we'll, we'll begin to understand that my life isn't as bad as I think it is. And I was even telling, you know, one of, one of my students earlier today, um, I was working with a kid today, and he said, school is hard, or life is hard. And I said, it's only as hard as you make it. Everything else is easy. But we tend to make our lives hard. And this lady, you know, we were having a conversation today, 
And she said, you're mighty happy for a Monday. And I said, I'm happy every day. I don't, I don't pick and choose which days I'm going to be happy. I made up in my mind a long time ago, I'm going to be happy every day. I feel sorry for the people who do automatically get sad because it's Sunday evening or Sunday night. Me, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I don't, I don't mind getting up and going to work Monday morning. In fact, Monday might be my best day. I feel like I have the most energy on Monday. By Friday, I'm burnt out. So it's all about how we choose to look at our situation. So, you know, going back to finances, as long as you think that you're in a financial rut, you're going to be in one. But for me, I have gas in my car to get back and forth to work. I eat every day, multiple times a day, and I get to eat what I choose to eat. I have a roof over my head. My life is great. But... I could be a person who says, well, I don't live over here, or I drive a Toyota Camry. I don't drive a Mercedes-Benz, or I don't have this, I don't have that, but I have what I need, and I also have some of the things that I want. But in saying that, be appreciative for what you have but for those things that you want, find a positive and legal way to go and get them and understand that it takes time. If you feel like you're in a rut, ask yourself, why do I think I'm in a rut? And then go about trying to solve it. Go, on, go about trying to get out of whatever rut you may think that you're in. I'm going to jump the gun a little bit here on my on my. Um notes for tonight because you you've kind of I know we did not conversate or have much dialogue about this show but I, but you are hitting on everything that I kind of looked over <laughs> and um, the way I wanted to end the show was and I'm going to do that now and do it again but I wanted to say and plan to say that to people because we we put so much value on the things that we do not have and oftentimes it's those things that society tells us makes you valuable, important, makes it validates you. And so I'm going to say tonight, you are not where you live. You are, you are not um, a what you do for a living. You are not what you do for a living. We, for prime example, Mr. Sonier, we had him on the show. If you missed it, great show. Go back and listen. 27-year janitor who is now the principal of the very same school that he was a janitor at. What did he do? He got out of his rut. 27 years, do you think he had not become accustomed to, had it down packed? He probably could clean the school with his eyes closed. So, again, you are not where you live. You are not what you do for a living. You are not the car you drive. You are not your past. You're not even your present. Don't even allow your, your current circumstance, situation, status. The grave things are not things at all, and so we've allowed society. Like Rodney said, you, you, it's one thing if you, if those of you listening, it's probably one thing that you want to do, wish you had, and because you have not, feel that you cannot, or you don't have, it leaves such a mark in you internally until it almost just interrupts and corrupts your entire life. Like he said about today, Monday. How how many of us 
on Sunday night, start regretting Monday instead of saying, thank you, I have a job. I, I'm guilty of that as well. Soon as Sunday morning, I'm thinking, where did the weekend go? Where I should be more focused on, I have a job, thank God. I have somewhere to lay my head, food. But think about all those things that you do have and the things that are a part of you. And as we go through the show, some more things I want to give out to you that will help you get back here. But I just wanted to throw that in because and have some more things to just help you understand that you are not of this world and measured by the things of this world. Let me say that you're not measured by the things of this world or you should not be. And if you're allowing yourself to be, that's, that's, a first, that's one of the first steps of getting out of the rut. Um, and I also want to say that, you know, so, so often we talk about fear of the unknown and of that change and the work that it takes. Because, again, we said it's not easy getting out of a rut, especially if you've been there for a while and it's just, it's just you, it's part of your life. It's not easy. However, um, I want you to understand this. It takes work to remain, mental work to remain in any situation that you are remaining in. So if you're choosing to stay here, if you're choosing to stay in the rut, your energy your process of, of, your, of allowing your mind to keep you there, that is work. The same work that we use to stay in that familiar and comfortable place, the same um, energy we use, if we would turn that around, start being grateful and thankful and coming up with a solution. You want to go back to school? Go. Take one class if you have to. But do something because if you don't, guess what? Five years from now, you're going to want to still want to go to school. And because you have, have not, you're going to feel even more messed up. That root's going to, that, that rut's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're going to feel defeated, unworthy. So think about the energy that it takes to stay where you are. And you do that because, again, it's comfortable to you. You know where you are. We really, really, really do fear the unknown. I love this quote. It said that it's not love that you fear. It's you fear being hurt by that love. How true is that? So we all want love, but we reject it, run away from it, do whatever it takes to sabotage it, because what? We're already at the end saying, I'm going to be hurt by this. So we say that love doesn't work. We fear it. But what we really fear is being hurt by that feeling of being loved. So, again, we fear the unknown, and when we do, we sabotage the present and what operating in the present can do for our future. We sabotage it. We kill it. We stay in that rut. Anything, Rodney, I'm going to check the lines as we do that and the chat line. So if you have anything, good time to go. And we do have a caller. So anything before I take the caller? You know I'm all about the callers. <laughs> Let's go with the callers. <laughs> all right. Let's pull a caller in from area code 301 with the last four digits of 1296. Caller, you're on the air with us. Thank you for calling. Hello, beautiful people. This is Tamaria. Hi, Tammy and Rodney. Hi. I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, I wanted to say thank you for this wonderful topic, and how are you all doing tonight? We are wonderful, wonderful, and thank you for calling in. 
Oh, no problem. Well, I will say that I'm enjoying the show thus far, and this is a topic that I'm very passionate about. Um, Reason being, I have several personal experiences with regard to being stuck in a rut and trying to figure out where to go, what to do. And, Tammy, I think you brought up a great point when you talked about you're not a title because that was something God had to deal with me on in 2010, and it came through an adverse situation or what could have been adverse if I looked at it that way. Initially, I did, but I realized that my worth in this life is not subject upon a title that I have. And what I learned was that I'm not a title, but then I also learned more about myself and trying to figure out who Tamaria Allen was. And through a seemingly bad situation, I realized that I'm someone who inspires the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. And I think it's important for all of us in general to come up with a personal mantra of who we are. That way when we're faced with situations and we see things around us, we're not tempted to be defined by a title or what labels man puts on us. And um, the Proverb 18.21 is so true where it says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. There have been plenty of things that I've said that have been somewhat negative, and the outcome generally was negative, but all of the things that I've said that were positive, I find that those things do come to fruition. And I keep a dream journal where I write down things that I want to happen. I've written down things as simple as wanting to lose 10 pounds or wanting to become a trainer. And... I look down the road, and those things are starting to happen in my life. So I think all in all, if we figure out what our personal mantras are and then we dedicate ourselves to those by taking small steps because sometimes we want to see the end before we see the beginning. So we see where we want to be, and we forget that there's multiple steps in between, and maybe where you are right now is where you're supposed to be so you can learn what you need to learn to be successful in the end. Okay, show's over. <laughs> that she said it all. <laughs> uh, I, I think the show should end right now. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I'm really passionate about this topic. <laughs> you, you brought up some great points. I want to, I want to go back on, on a, and I was so tuned in you. I'm usually writing as people are talking, but I didn't do that this time, so I'm going to have to remember um, who you are. I mean, you talked about knowing who you are. And I want to share, I want people to really start to think about character. We started out the show with talking about sowing a thought, reaping an action, action habit, habit, uh, character, character, destiny. So that means who you are, the very being of you is taking you somewhere. But yet, we don't know who we are. We, yet, we rarely take the time to figure out who we are. Challenge yourself and challenge someone. Ask someone the question, who are you? And if in most cases you're going to get, I'm a mother, I work at this place, I have X number of children, I'm a wife, but what what you're asking is, who are you? You very rarely will get um, the answer that I feel that we we should be giving. I can truly attest to that because, um, it took work to answer that question, to just, who is Tammy? Outside of mom, worker, daughter, all of those things. Who are you? 
we get so caught up again in trying to be and do and fit in here and fit in there to we, until we lose sight of who we are, which makes it easy for the rut to slip upon us. I want to read something about character. Um, now I'm going to turn it over to you guys. I know you probably have more to say. But character, the qualities developed into a person's life that determines a person's thoughts, feelings, and actions, regardless of circumstances or situations. That is powerful. So it's saying you know you 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 so much know who you are until you're not moved by situations, um, circumstances, changes in your life. It doesn't change the core of who you are. It doesn't change your character because you know who you are. You're that foundation for all of the things that surround you. I just think that if 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 you want to add something to tonight's show, add that down. If you're writing anything down, number one, you're going to answer their own question, are you in a rut? Add that down, um, writing about the people. And then who, who are you? Who And what moves you? What changes you? And if we be honest, just like Rodney said about Mondays, Sunday night changes us, <laughs> you know, because it's Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> and, and, and to help um... – to help our listeners, um, I always have to answer this question. Um, um, well, I won't say always, but I've had to answer this question when I applied for my first teaching job and then when I wanted to um, relocate uh, to a different school, uh, when I wanted to transfer to a different school, and then when I wanted to relocate to a different state. I've had to answer this question. About you had to you had to give a phrase um, that describes who you are. So you can't you know and, and like you said to me, no one is looking for I'm a mother or I'm this or I'm that. But they were really looking to see if you could identify who you were without saying, Hey, I'm a teacher, or Hey, I'm an educator. And so here was my response, and I picked this up while I was at Norfolk State University, and that is. I am a competent, compassionate, cooperative, and committed leader. That's who I am. Mm. And, and I say that, that, that I am those things because each one of those characteristics describes my personality, not just as a teacher but as a human being, period. I'm a leader inside of the classroom, but guess what? When I leave my classroom, I'm still a leader. And while I may be a teacher by title, I really did not need a degree to tell me that I was a teacher. I didn't need a degree to qualify me as a teacher, in my opinion. But in order for my city, my state, my school division to say, hey, he's qualified by our standards, I had to go and finish an accredited teaching program at an accredited four-year institution, and I had to pass a series of tests in order to get my license. But that was for my employer. That was for the state. That wasn't for me because I already knew I was a teacher before I, I, I applied to go to school. And I think that what you said and I think what, what Tamaria said has been spot on. 
we have to stop letting people define us. We have to stop letting titles define us. We have to stop letting material things define us because those things don't make us. Because if those things made us who we were, then guess what? We would be able to, we would have been born with those things and we would be able to take those things when we die. But unfortunately, we cannot. Who you are is the inner man or the inner woman of your makeup. What characteristics are you? Where is your heart? And I think until we can do that, we're going to we're going to continue to see these issues. We're going to we're going to continue to see, um, you know, crime rates be so high. We're going to continue to see uh, more people strung out on drugs. We're going to continue to see more people depressed because people don't know who they are. And going back to to money. That's why we have so many celebrities, so many millionaires who are broke before they leave this earth. Their wealth only lasts for a short period of time. Why? Because they have no idea who they are. So when when trouble finds them, when trouble comes knocking at their door, they don't know how to respond. Why? Because they don't know who they are. You know, going back to our show last week where we were – dealing with these athletes, all they know in their head is, I'm an athlete, I'm a football player, I'm a basketball player. They don't know anything else. So when football and basketball are no longer a part of their lives, guess what? They fall apart because that's all they know. I've been up and I've been down, but guess what? I've always been Rodney Jordan. No matter what situation I have found myself in, I've always been Rodney Jordan. That's why even in my toughest times, even in my darkest hours, I have always been able to maintain. Why? Because I know who I am. Why? Because I know that God will see me through it. But a lot of times we don't know those things. Marion, anything? Thank you, because you brought up some great, great points. Thank you. I think you guys are right on target, so thank you, and keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> okay, thank you. And we have some more callers, so we're going to um, just go ahead and put you in mute. Thank you for listening, and keep keep working Facebook out there for us, sharing what we're saying, okay? <laughs> Will do. Thank you. Thank, thank you, sweetheart. Oh, she must, have, she must have come going off. <laughs> Did you guys hear him say sweetheart? That's Rodney's sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. She always yeah. has my back, that's for sure. Yeah, and and that's that's what it's about, Rodney. That's one of the things that I really, really, um, you know, you guys, Rodney and I have never met, but I, I, I wish I could just go back to that day where I'm driving around. It was a Saturday and heard, again, we cannot figure out what I heard it on. He's asked me several times, like, okay, what was this? I don't know, but I know I heard something about your book. Um, well, and, and, and all I can remember is I, I was at, I was at, um, I went to Norfolk State, and at the time I was living in New York, and uh, Norfolk State was 
close. They were in Jersey uh, playing Rutgers University in the football game. And all I remember is, you know, leaving the game, and I and I get this Facebook message, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is exciting. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody found my book, okay. And I was so excited to, to, to just talk to you, and, and it seemed like the more I found out about you, uh, what you stood for, what you were about, what you were promoting. Um, I don't know uh, which show it was on or who said it, but I'm very glad that you did hear it that day because I remember you saying that you were getting out of your truck. So a few seconds later, who knows, we, we probably w- wouldn't be here today, but I'm, I'm so glad uh, that we are and I'm, and I'm grateful to connect, to have connected with someone else who um, has the same mindset and, and, and we're both out to do and accomplish the same thing. So thank you so much, and, and I will always be grateful to God for allowing us to connect with one another. Same here, same here. I just feel that that, that was God's doing, and, and I remember coming home to, to look it up real quick on Facebook Came home, did that, sent the message, and it was a show and all that you called right back. It wasn't wasn't long at all. So I'm thankful, and that's why we're here today. And, and again, I just feel like it's just God's work. So um, before bringing in our next caller, I want to just finish up with the character real quick. Um, the qualities developed into a person's life that determines a person's thoughts, feelings, and actions regardless of circumstances or situations is what I read earlier. Positive character is an internal regulator compelling one to do the right thing regardless of the potential consequences or rewards. It is a distinctive trait, quality, or attribute. It is an individual's pattern of communication and conduct, moral constitution, reputation, and a descriptive set of traits or qualities of a person. So I ask you tonight, who are you? Think about that as you listen to the show and as we finish up. I want to bring in a caller. We're bringing in our caller from 901 with the last four digits of 3521. Um, Polly, you're on the air with us, and thank you for calling. So hi, Tammy. Hi, Rodney. You are How are you? I'm good. Uh, I was just thinking about the the when you were talking about financial security and having the stuff and the social position, and I wondered whether or not, and I thought about the word contentment, and I think sometimes people who have those things become content, and the question that came to my mind was, can contentment be confused with being in a rut? I mean, to the extent, or can contentment negatively affect, you know, what your true purpose is because Sometimes what it may do is 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 not allow you to carry out that purpose because you're so comfortable and you're so content, and it alleviates. I was thinking it might alleviate the need to take a risk. And sometimes what that purpose is for your life, which involves the character and all of those attributes that you guys were talking about, it may it may involve taking a risk. And risk-taking sometimes is, is when you are not as content as, as you want to be because we have allowed contentment to be defined by what society says contentment is, and that is the financial security and the, and the status and the position. If, if society decides that is where contentment, not even necessarily happiness, but contentment is, 
then we take that on and decide that maybe this risk-taking that would satisfy that purpose, that maybe that God put us here for, there was no need for that. And I just thought about those two questions. I'd like to know what, what you all think about that. Thank you. I guess for me, this is Tammy, and I, I, I guess with the contentment part, comparing it to the rut part, I look at contentment being um, just someone being in that green place, uh, satisfied with with gladness, with with pleasure, they're they're really at a place where they have reached their their time, their era. They know who they are. They're operating their purpose and their passion. And I feel like with the rut, if you are content, you show some contentment with being in that rut. There's some sense of of being bored, like you're wasting your life, unhappiness, even if it comes in spurts. Um, so that's and I don't know if I answered your question. That's just kind of my opinion on it, but. Just looking at contentment being if you at a place of peace is what I what I think that you are, and with the what you're not at that place of of, of serenity of peace that you feel again bored you feel like there's more, um, so that's how I look at look at those two. Rodney, you anything with you? I think it's all about the connotation of the word. I think uh, the word rut carries a, a negative connotation. Um, you know, whereas the word uh, consent, you know, doesn't necessarily do that when when you compare it to the word rut. And so, when it comes to when it comes to being consent, uh, you know, people usually associate, you know, you know, when you say you're consent, then hey, you're satisfied. You know, like you said, peace would would be another word. So, um, but when you think of being in a rut. You think of a person who is just unhappy. You think of a person who has lost all hope, um, you know, versus being in consent. You feel like you've already, I guess, reached um, that that goal or, or, you know, you're at a place where, hey, you know, this is good enough for me. Whereas being in a rut, you still want more, but for some reason can't seem to uh, get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does answer it. I just, I was just thinking that sometimes people, a lot of a society has decided that you that you should be, if you're not content, you should be if you have the stuff. If you have the position, you have the stuff. If you're not content, I think that's what Rodney was describing too, is people who have the stuff, who've attained those ends and you're still not happy or even content because they've allowed society to to, to to, to define what that contentment is, but if the contentment is the peace that you're talking about, and and which means if you've got that peace, you you can't you will take the risk to take it further, to uh, to to fulfill that purpose in your life, if, because peace allows you to do that. So you did answer. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Thank I think you also, I think also being being in a rut is more of a mental thing. Uh, than anything else. I think that when we are in a rut, I think that we have accepted um, a way of life that in our mind we know that is not good for us, but we just can't see a way out of it, or maybe we don't want to see a way out of it. Um, But uh, I think that being in a rut is that also. Right. You guys bring up a good point with the... um and I think, Rodney, you were kind of hitting on this before. Um, you know, we get, and this is, I, I 
give credit to Erica Murray, who wrote CEO to the Power of You, and she came on a couple of times on the show long, long, long ago. But I always remember in her book where it talks about we are so many people, basically. We're one, one way at church. We're one way at home. We're another way around our friends um, and so forth, work, church, all those things. We wear different hats or we put on different hats and we try to fit in there which goes back to that character, is when you know who you are, just be who you are. Know, know enough about you and who you are that circumstances, places, people, things don't move you. It's so, not saying that you're not going to be bothered by something totally different, but it doesn't change your core. It doesn't change, you, change who you are. It doesn't make you do something out of your character for the reward or for the sake of something. And Ms. Erlene, I always remember, matter of fact, I shared this today, uh, what you told me. You, you told me so many things you may not even remember, but I do. I keep them, and somehow they just come up when I need them. But you shared that you always do and say the right thing and allow God to handle the consequences. That was powerful to me. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to do that, again, we have to know who we are and what we stand for. Really know and not be, not allow life situations to move us to a point where we get so down on us until we get into that rut. So much so we want to stay there. It's, it's more comfortable to stay there than to get out. So I think that we get, I think also we get so used to this false sense of security and this false sense of, of, of thinking that we are something that we are not. We get so caught up in the media. We get so caught up in the hype of all of these materialistic things that we really start to believe that this is who we are and this is what we like. I, you know, and we don't understand that really we're just keeping up with the style or we're keeping up with the Joneses because there, there's – there's no way that, that, you know, we really are okay with ignorance. However, I think that, there, that, that sometimes we are ignorant and don't even realize that we're ignorant. I think that, you know, sometimes we get, we get used to uh, TV, radio, music, you know, telling us who we are what we should have, and I think that was a great part that was brought up. You know, this is all that we see, and we start to believe this is normal. We start to believe that if we, you know, if we don't have a brand-new outfit that costs $500 to go to a, a, a concert that's only going to last a few hours, we start to believe that if we don't fit into this lifestyle, then we are not being who we are. And, and you know, and, and I've heard people say, well, what's wrong with having nice things? There's nothing wrong with having nice things, but why is it that it can't be considered a nice thing unless it's way out of your price range? You know, why does it have, why do you have to pay $200 for a pair of tennis shoes for them to be, for them to be considered nice? And so I think that we become, you know, trapped inside of this lifestyle so much so that we start to believe this is who we are. Hmm. Wow. Great conversation. Anything else, Ms. Erwin? That's all. 
Thank you. Thank you. Well, we lost our other caller. I hope we didn't take too long to bring you in. If you're still listening, um, go ahead and and, um, call back in and select the number one, and we'll pull you in. Um, Not much further to go. We're on on number three. We've answered this, I believe, how does one get here. And some of the things I have listed is trying trying to be who people want you to be or think you should be. Um, that 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 is we've covered that in, in different ways, but we've covered that. You're always trying to, to measure up and be the person that you think society says you should be or who someone in your life. Rodney brought up people as we started the show to consider the people in your lives lives, you know, how how and what I say. How are they in your lives? What are they bringing to your life? And not living in your truth or Accepting your truth, I think, is really, really, really important. It goes back to who, who, who are you? Knowing who you are, accepting who you are, but not, not remaining. If there's, if there's an area of your life that it is causing issues uh, within your life, then don't, don't settle. Don't stay there. We all have something. We all. We should be continuing to grow daily. We should be working toward growing. So. Know your truth, living your truth, operating your truth. Um, accept it enough to be willing to change the things that you don't like about yourself or that are not uh, bringing value to your life. Not things, again. Um, the inability to let go of, of people, things, and anything that falls in between that. Um, we just we won't let go of things, even things that have happened to us, past feelings, past hurts, past pain. Go back to... It's not that we fear love, we fear being hurt. You have people that are so available and deserving and want love, but because they've been hurt so badly by previous relationships, they won't do it again. They sabotage every every relationship, sometimes without even knowing. They sit right there in that rut, don't exit either, either end. So let go. And then worshiping things, uh, in and of this world, allowing things, we've covered that, to determine your value, your worth. And I say again, the best things in life are simply not things. Can't leave out the most important one, not seeking God, not being, not desiring to please God. One of the main reasons I feel we're here as well is we have started to worship or put more value in worshiping ourselves. Goes back to that Romans 1, maybe 25, 28, somewhere around there, that we worship the creature rather, rather than the creator. We are the creature. So it's, it's like, you know, if you think about being parents, if you're a parent and your child uh, wants to run your house, knows more than you, you you've carried this child, birthed it, raised it, fed it, know more about the child than he or she knows about himself, but yet they think, and that's most of our kids today probably think they know and, and want to do more. But we worship ourselves in so many ways. That's why we want the things. That's why we want to all those things of this world. And just ha- we have no, no value, no sense of value. Look at the crimes that are being committed today. If it's one thing our children need to do is look at the people that have all these things, how miserable their lives are. For the, major, the, the majority of them. So, Rodney, anything on number three? And that was how does one get here? 
I think that there, there. I mean, there are a number of ways that you know we can we can look at as to how people find themselves in a rut or how we get to a place where we feel like we're in a rut. And some of them we 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 touched on, but let's go, let let's go back to um, the people and. We're going to touch, and I would like to touch on something that I think people have started to get this point, but we still have a ways to go. And that is, we get in this place of bondage because, or we stay in this place of bondage because of forgiveness. We have to learn to forgive ourselves, and we also have to learn to forgive those who have wronged us. For example, sometimes, or there have been people who have been abused, whether it be physically, verbally, uh, there are people who have been raped, molested, and we carry those things for the rest of our lives. And so there's an area of our life, usually it has something to do with relationships. There's an area of our lives where we feel like we just cannot get it right. And we tend to blame the other person. We keep blaming the other person. Well, they did this. Or we talk about our bad experiences, maybe, not everybody, but maybe looking for people to feel sorry for us. But in order to get out of that rut, in order to get out of that place, you have to forgive yourself and you have to forgive those who have sinned against you. As long as you hold on to the things that have happened to you, and it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be those things. It could be anything. Because as adults, we tend to bring our childhood into our adult life when we need to let some things go. We tend to try to take people into certain areas of our lives, and God is saying they can't go with you. They're not ready to go with you. They were only meant to be in your life for this particular time, for this particular season. But we have to learn to let things go. We have to learn to be able to let situations go. We have to be able to learn to let people go. And if you've made mistakes, if you've done wrong, forgive yourself. A lot of times, we think that this conviction that is on us is from God, and it's not. It's a conviction that we place on ourselves. Learn to forgive yourself and then forgive others and move on, move past that. And don't let other people put you in this place of bondage because they, they have no room to judge you. They have no, no tools to build this box with. 
And if they think that they do or if they, they want to give you the impression that they do, then you tell them, put themselves in that same box because it doesn't belong to you. Because once you're forgiven, it's over with. But I think a lot of times we find ourselves in these ruts and we can't understand why our relationships aren't right. We can't understand why our finances aren't right. We can't understand why we can't keep a job. We can't understand why there's this huge disconnect, uh, disconnection between us and our children. But it is because we haven't let go of the past. And so I think that if we learn to forgive, that is another piece to this puzzle. That's another way of getting out of this rut. Let it go. It doesn't matter anymore. The same way your car doesn't define you, your degree doesn't define you, your possessions don't define you, guess what? Whatever bad things that happened to you as a kid, those things don't define you either. And don't be so in bondage. Don't be so well, don't be in bondage, period. But don't be don't be so wrapped up in it or so ashamed of it that you can't tell someone who you know it is going to help. So Mary and I were watching a movie yesterday and this lady had uh she was a mom in the movie and she had been uh sexually abused as a child, but she never talked about it. And then her daughter got caught up with her new computer online and going into these chat rooms, and grown men were taking advantage of her. And she met up with this grown man. Luckily, her mom was able to find out and save her, but her mom didn't talk to her about what had happened to her. But it came a point in the story when the mom had to. Don't be afraid to talk about your struggles when you know people need to hear them. If you're in a rut, you're going, you're going to do that. You're going to keep it hidden. You're going to keep it to yourself. But when you're not afraid to talk about it at the right time, don't tell everybody your business because not everybody needs to hear your story. But it not only will free that person, but it will free you also. Wow. You know, um, yeah, I'm here. I was just, I'm, I'm going to skip a bit farther, but when you say, I want to go to talking about isolation because you said when you don't talk about things, and, and you guys, that, that, that's the enemy at work. I mean, there's so many things that people go through, and one of my things, I, I wanted to give a few things of how we get out. We'll move on to number four, how does one get out? But one of the things I have listed is an accountability partner. And we have to be very, very careful um, because sometimes we pick the people who we know will tell us what we want to hear. Um, it's like they, they add fuel to the fire rather than picking those that person who's going to be honest with us, um, speak the truth. As I said, Ms. Erling shared, always say and do the right thing and the consequences are, are up to God. That's just part of the word. So um, I skipped up, skipped a little bit, but let's, let's go on and move into how does one get out, and that's one of the, the ways that I listed. I have more, but let's talk about that. Uh, first, remember that 
A rut was described as having two exits. And when compared to a grave, of course, a grave does not have an exit. So remember that you have two exits. Go out, go take, take, take one of them. You can only take one. But just get out first. Just get out and see what is the unknown. What is it that I fear? Face your fear. Because one thing about it, if you never face it, you don't even know if there's something to fear. It may be something that you've already overcome or can overcome because the fear has set in and allowed you to stay where you are, then you never leave. You never get out. And when you're out, face reality. As we said earlier, face your truth, the good, the bad, the ugly. Stop giving people control over your life. Remember what we said, what's holding you back? And in most cases, I go back to what Rodney started out with, fear of the unknown. I don't know if I will be successful at this. I don't know if I can do it. But the same energy you're using to stay where you are, you can reverse that. If nothing else, you'll end up farther. You'll be out of the rut at least. At least. And remember, we have to put God back into the equation and know that the answer to the equation is, is God, his word. We've, we've so far, even people who, who are believers, I mean, we don't pray. We don't read our word. For those who are listening, if you feel like you're in a rut, how much of God is in your life? What What's priority in your life? What takes presence in your life? What is important to you? So we need to think about that too, our spiritual life. And there is nothing that you've gone through, will go through, have gone through that someone else hasn't and has come through it, even things that are worse. And if we just would stop enough to think about what God has already brought us through, sometimes carried us through, what makes this, this so different? Is it because you won't talk about it? Is it because you feel so fearful about it or feel so invaluable because of it? So uh, a couple of things that I've listed. List three things that you enjoy doing. List three. And do at least one of them. This week, list three things. If it's just walking, walk around the neighborhood, something. Um, list three things that you feel and probably have said is boring, but you've never tried any of them, any of them. I hear so many people saying golf is so boring. I say, oh, when did you play? Oh, I never played. How do you know it's boring? You see how we just become what society says we are? They probably heard somebody <laughs> say we never tried it. So, you know, but at least if you say it, I'm expecting them to, oh, I went and, oh, never, never played. Well, how do you know? So list three things that you enjoy doing, do one of them. List three things that you feel are boring, but you've never tried one of them. And, yes, try one of them. Determine the why. What areas in your life uh, are you stuck in? Determine wh- what areas are do you feel like you're stuck in? And make a list of what you need to do to change that. If you're feeling stuck about your job, are you looking for another one? Are you going back to preparing to go back to school? Are you just preparing to stay on that job for the rest of your life and be miserable? And then I talked about this one already. Find someone to help hold you accountable 
for getting out, someone that you can share the woes with, the ups and the downs, all the feelings, and know that they're not going to stroke your ego or stroke their back. They're going to tell it to you like it is and be waiting on you to get up and make it happen, get, get moving. List some things that you fear the most. However many that is, list things that you absolutely fear, no matter how silly it may sound or seem to you, list those things and meet with your accountability partner and discuss them. Let your heart free yourself from those things. First step is just saying, hey, I'm having an issue with this. These are things that I fear and that I feel that are holding me back, keeping me in that way. And then just just something that has worked for me is at least, and if you can't do it early in the morning, at least one day a week, take some time to let your mind rest. Rest. I realized with Facebook, Facebook was about to run me crazy. I'm trying to keep up with the likes, like this. I'm trying to do all. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't. Take some time to let your mind rest. Between Facebook, phones, work, TV, Internet, just take some time out. Say no to all of it. At least, at least one hour a day. Start there. And then we can't, gotta go back to let go of some stuff, let go of some people, let go of some things. Just let go of some stuff. And then what I had lastly was the things that I kind of went over earlier, Rodney, was um, you're not where you live, you're not where you work, you're not what you drive, you're not your past, you're not the degree that you have or don't have. Single, if you're single, you still are okay. I spoke with a young lady yesterday who was just in distress about not having someone in her life. I mean, just. Just, unbe- just, I mean, you could feel the heaviness on her just in talking to her over the phone. And when she finally opened up, she just said, I just don't understand why I don't have somebody in my life. Everybody has somebody. But that's not true. It's really not true. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to end there, right? I'm going to turn it over to you and we'll... That's all I have as we bring it to a close. I'll follow your lead on the how you respond. They have some things from there. But I just say take an exit. It's two exits. Take one and deal with what's out there when you get, get out there. I think that we all have to remember that we are going to have ups and downs in our life in our lives. We are going to have good times and we are going to have bad times. Um as we perceive them to be. Let let me just put it that way. But we must also remember um, that our lives are primarily based on the choices that we make. You cannot control the parents that you are born to. You cannot control the families you are born into. You cannot control your skin color. You cannot control what color you are. You cannot control your family's financial status. You can't control those things. Those 
things are just um, what you have been given. It's how God saw fit um, for your life to be before you entered into this world. Those things you cannot control. But what you can control is your character. You can't control that. And that's where you should start. You have to be open-minded in order to improve on the things that you know are good. But you also have to be open-minded to say, hey, I need improvement in this part of my character. Because character goes a long way. There, don't, don't be sad. Be happy. Going back to Mondays, there are seven days in a week. If you are unhappy every Monday, guess what? You are unhappy one-seventh of your life automatically. You just took one-seventh of your, your life away when it comes to being happy. You just took that away. Not to mention what life is going to throw you away. You've already given up 24 hours every week. Oh, I'm going to dedicate this to being sad, miserable, and unhappy. Don't do that to yourself. God said that everything he made was good. The last time I checked, he made the day. So every day is good. Yes, there may be trouble that comes. We don't know what each day holds. We can only get up every morning with the faith that, hey, everything is going to be all right. But we don't know. We can only hope that we're going to make it back home and get into our beds, see our families if we have one. If you're single, you know, However, you return to your home. You can only hope that it is the same way it was when you left. That's all you can hope for. But if it, if it is not, learn to be okay. Learn to be happy. And happiness doesn't come from outside sources. It comes from within. Be a happy person. If you don't like your situation, Change it. And a lot of times we think that we need to change our location. I'm going to move to this city, or I need to get out of this state. No, you don't need to get out of your physical state. You need to get out of your mental state. Because what we fail to realize is if we just change our mindset, the rest of our lives will fall in place. Wow. Your brain is a powerful thing. And a lot of times it's funny that we always talk about what's in our heart, right? And then people point to, you know, people point to the chest, right? But here's the thing. Your physical heart, the only thing that does is pump blood. That's it. When we talk about what's in our hearts, it's really what's in your mind. 
It's really what's on the inside. It's about your soul. It's about your spirit. What's in there? What's there? What are you thinking about? Such that a man thinketh, so is he. If all you think about is negative things, you're going to have a negative life. You're only going to get negative outcomes. If all you think about is negative things, learn to be positive. Learn to be positive. And I'll stop right there briefly because I believe that we have a caller. We do. Let's see who do we have here. We're pulling in our caller from 901 with the last four digits of 8254. Caller, you're on the air with us. Thank you for calling. Hello. Uh, this is Jeanette. Um, you all have made some amazing points, and I see I'm kind of towards the end, but I see it's better late than never. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And I want to, uh, thank you. And I wanted to um, really... Um, make some comments about the questions you had about what are some examples of being in a rut. And at first it seemed like a, a difficult question, but then I started thinking, and I really feel like being in a rut is the American way. It's like wow. everything, we're taught, everything we're taught is we all have the same dream. You know, get a good education, get a job, and go to work every day and make money. And really, no matter what you choose to do to accomplish those things, you can still end up in a rut. And the very routine of it all puts you in a rut. It's like we're trained and conditioned to live in a rut. So I feel like even if I became a millionaire, if it's not my true destiny, then I could end up in a rut with a lot of money in my bank. Make a million dollars. <laughs> a million dollars. Yeah. Right. And so I feel like even, like, if you feel like on Mondays, you know, you have a case of the Mondays, as they call it, then you may want to think about why you feel that way. And I think it's okay to question your unhappiness and your dissatisfaction. And I feel like, um, you know, when you talk about dreams, I think, you know, they're really, it's a unique thing to have a dream and a gift. But in America, we all seem to have the same American dream. And I think that leads us down the path of getting stuck in a rut. Because we're all different. We're all individuals. And so when we have the same dream, I don't see how that could make it have the same dream to make everybody happy. Wow. What you all mentioned about about your character, that's unique. So if you know, learn your character, learn your uniqueness, then you can accomplish your unique dream. It won't be the American dream. It'll be your dream. And I don't see how if you're living your dream, you could ever be in a rut. Hmm. I think I, I think you're making some very some very solid points, and I think uh, just the last thing that you said, I think that 
we forget that we are uh, we forget that we are individuals, and mm-hmm. we allow other people, we allow the media, we allow TV, we allow radio to dictate who we are. But not only that, we allow them, we allow other people to dictate our success or our failure. And right. so, right. and so, you know, just by me being a teacher, I see it all the time. We we expect all kids to do the same thing, to perform at the same level at the same time. We expect their growth patterns to be the same. And it's just not realistic because we were not all born the same way. We we don't all have the same learning pattern. And so, you know, it bothers me when I see schools promoting only college because I know not every child wants to go to college. I know not every child should go to college. And so we tell we tell kids all the time if you don't go to college we put we put it to them we don't say it directly but indirectly we tell them if you don't go to college your life is a failure you're a failure we don't promote we don't promote vocational skills we don't promote the military we don't pr- promote just going out and getting a job we don't promote these things we tell our kids hey if you don't go to college you're a failure but we don't tell them that, guess what, you can go to college, get a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, and still fail at life because, hey, when you get out of college, there may not be um, any room in your field. Right. How many college graduates are there out there who have these great degrees, but they're cashier at Walmart? They spent four years in college. But they're a cashier at Walmart. And that's nothing against being a cashier at Walmart. But usually they didn't go to school to be a cashier at Walmart, but that's where they ended up. And they spent $40,000 or $60,000 on college to be making $8 an hour. Right, but if that's your dream to do customer service, then you won't feel, you know, you won't feel that way. You won't feel like... You're just a cashier at Walmart. You'll feel like you're fulfilling your calling. That That is true. And, and one of the things I, I, uh, I appreciated about my stepmom was she looked at us for what she believed that, that for who she believed that we were. And she even told us, you know, we would bring C's home. You know what? I would be okay with these C's, but I know that you're that you're better than me. And she was right. But she also said, you know what? If you choose to be a garbage man, I'm okay with it. Just be the best garbage man there is. I don't care if you choose to be a garbage man. Be, a, be the best garbage man there is. And don't stop at being the garbage man. Why not be the supervisor? Why not be in charge of all of the garbage men? Why not be, you know, the director of sanitation? You know, it, whatever you do, just be the best at it. Be the best that you can be at it. You know, and that was exactly. one of the things that I really appreciated about it. Right. And if you look at a lot of uh, just, just 
just like former slaves, some of their, if you look at their occupations as a slave, and then, but you could tell there was something more to them because they ended up becoming inventors. Mm-hmm. You know, things we still use today. And it was simply because they were doing something that, you know, they just found an innovative way of doing it. Because that's what's in them. They were inventors. They weren't slaves. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that adults lose, um, and I think that's something that we that, that, that many of us lose today, but especially adults. When we are children, we dream, and as we get right. older, we stop dreaming. Right. And when, we, and when we lose those dreams, somehow we lose our visions too, and we get stuck in these ruts. I agree. And then when we have dreams as children and if we express them, we're made fun of or we're told that that won't amount to anything and the dream is killed at an early age. Yeah, and, that and reminds you know what? me of, Go ahead, Go ahead, that reminds me of um, when she said that about the children. You know, I think most children will show some example of, of what their passion and dream is. It reminds me of the guy who is over, I believe it's Chevrolet. He is, like, in the um, department where they actually build them. He's over there. He draws them or something. And it was all because his aunt, at a very young age, saw how he would draw cars and the mechanics of what he did. And she reached out to, I believe it's Chevrolet, she reached out to the dealership, or a dealership, sent his work in, and he was offered, like, from the time he graduated, and I wish I knew his name, but I did talk about him on a former show. But the, the gist of the story is someone paid attention to what what he was interested in at a very young age, and they said that. You know, and, and if we pay attention to, to our children or to our youth, they tell us where they would better fit. Like you said, some might, somebody might be okay. Somebody has to, has to check us out at Walmart. If someone is happy doing that, I want it to be that person. So right. it reminds me of being able to look for, validate whoever the person is or whatever they like. We need to be able to validate and accept that in that person and not make them feel like because you don't have um, the factors or a PhD that you're not worthy or I'm better than you. And that's simply not the case. Simply not. Anything else? Anything else to share with us? Uh, no. No. Okay. Right. Thank you. Are you a first-time caller? I didn't get you. So we, we spoke a few months ago when um, Kevin talked to the host. Okay. Host. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Great. Right. Thank you again for, for tuning in. Thank you for your comments that you brought to the show. Uh, it's great to today. So thank you a bunch. Lightning, anything for me? No, uh, just thank you so much for calling in. I, I greatly uh, enjoyed uh, the conversation, and, and, and I think she hit some really uh, really strong points. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you.
Okay, the lines are still open. If anybody has been um, waiting on everybody else to do it, it has been done. So you can select the number one. If not, we will um, bring it to a close. Um, let's check the chat line really quick here. And for those of you who are listening um, by phone, go ahead and select the number one if you do have something to share. If not, I have said my final words as far as... Um, Remember, remember that you are not. You're not who, where you live, where you work, what you drive, what you wear. You're none of that. And so work to find out who you are. Answer that question for yourself. Who are you? Who are you? Answer the question, are you stuck in a rut? Why? Consider the people in your life. So forth. So go back and listen to the show. It will be a great one to go back and listen to the archive show so that you can kind of let it soak in and uh, determine what you're going to do. If you feel that you are in a rut, what are you going to do? If you feel like someone else is in that rut, send them the link to the show. You can email it to them. If you don't know how to do that, contact uh, myself or contact Rodney, and we'll show you how to get that. Get the link. It will also be on Facebook as well. But um, it's all about helping someone get through um, those things. You know, that's what drives me. I've been through many things. I could I could share my story and you'd be like, Wow. I'm still like wow about something. But it's okay, like why do you I mean really just be it on. But you know, people think, Oh, you do a radio show, oh yeah, and all that <laughs> But I mean they just think, Oh you know, and you do this and you do that. Oh no. <laughs> You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm no different, no better by myself, still have my stuff. I just choose to take one of those exits. And if I feel like I've gone out the wrong one, I remember there's two exits. Let me run back through the rut and go out the other way. <laughs> so <laughs> you just have to make it work. Find a way to make it work. I love this saying. I, don't, I haven't said it in a while. And I'm going to end with this. I promise I'm going to shut up and turn it over to Rodney. It is what it is. Let it do what it do, but don't let it do you. The teacher probably doesn't hear us, but it is what it is. It is. It is what it is. Let it do what it do, but don't ever let it do you. And we can even put people in there. People are who they are. Let them do what they do. If you can't help them, move on. But don't let them spray their water on your grass. It might not work. I'm serious. Don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to the teacher. He's going to say it a little bit better than I said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't know about that, but, but I'm going to end with this. To everyone who is listening, I have a challenge for you, and I want you to listen to me very closely. For those of you who think that you are in a rut, for those of you who are in a rut, I want you to see if you can find someone who is in a much worse position than you or in a worse position than you. If you can't find one person 
who is in a worse position than you, meaning you are worse off than everybody you know. Decide today, tonight, to make a change. But if if you cannot find anyone who has it worse than you, then stay in the position that you are. I, I, I'm giving you that tonight. But if there is at least one person who has it worse than you, I challenge you to stop complaining, stop making excuses, stop making exceptions, and do something about your situation. That is my challenge to you. If you, if there's no one who has it more bad than you, then stay in the position that you're in. I don't even feel sorry for people, but I will feel sorry for you. And you can reach out to me. You can email me at jordanliterature at gmail.com, J-O-R-D-A-N-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-U-R-E at gmail.com. Email me, and I will feel sorry for you. But if there is someone who is doing worse than you, I challenge you to do better. That is all I have for tonight. Sammy, I have enjoyed being on with you once again. I appreciate you uh, allowing me to co-host the show with you. It is definitely one that is much needed, so I do hope that anyone who didn't get to hear the entire show or any of it at all will go back and listen to the archive show because we need to come out of the rut that we are in. We need to move forward. We need to move up because there is someone, I guarantee you, who needs to hear your story. So for those of you listening, remember that. Someone, somewhere, needs to hear your story. And it is much more effective once you've been through it and you've made it out. Because if you're still in the rut, the question to you is, how can you help me when you're in the same position? But if you can prove to them, if you can show them that you've made it out, then they will be glad to sit down and listen to you, and they are more likely to take your advice. So remember that. It has been great being on with you again. We love you all. We appreciate all of you. Thank you for supporting the Butterfly Evolution Show. Hey, Rodney, you, you should know by now. I said I wasn't going to say anything else, didn't I? I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to just say, um, I'm just glad to say this. I just want to thank Samarius uh, because uh, beside her in every good man's corner is a great woman, so I want to thank her. For <laughs> I'm serious. You guys are an example, and for people who – and I know I've never met her, too, but I feel like I have. I feel like I know her. I feel like I know you. And it's just, it's a blessing. And I feel like, uh, again, it goes back to we, if, if you start to walk in your purpose and your passion and your purpose and you think positive, you, you start to get out of that road and get yourself together, be mindful of the company, the people that you attract. I'm, I'm really serious there. As you grow, you cannot take everybody with you. 
Remember, you just got to sometimes let it go. You can still pray. You can still do whatever. Maybe go eat lunch here and here, you know, here and then. But I'm just thankful for her, and I'm thankful for the union for that you two have. I it, I can sense it. So I just hopefully that will encourage someone. I think about my friend who really, you guys. I wish you could you could just hear. It, it just sounded like she had lost everything because. She wants so much to be loved and to be in a meaningful relationship. Um, and so I, I, I say that, you know, jokingly, of course, saying, you know, beside her and every man's horn is a great woman. And I do believe that. I feel like we can bring out the best in, in, in great men and so much more we can do as women. So I just want to thank Tamara. I thank you for being willing um, and listening and going that route as well. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you both. Thank you for being a part of the Butterfly Evolution Show you guys don't forget, um, Rodney's on every Tuesday, but we won't be on tomorrow. We will decide, I guess, maybe later on either if it's going to be Wednesday or Thursday. I'm going for Thursday, Rodney, so I hope hope that works for you. But um, just want Thursday to work for me. <laughs> okay, so Thursday, you guys, if you get a chance to to listen, and we'll this will be supporting our young people. So come back and hear. Uh, Rodney has someone from where he is. I have a Oh, just a fabulous young lady that I'm going to get to meet tomorrow um, doing some wonderful things, you guys. She came up with, with an idea on her own and just getting some great recognition for it. has a heart. You can just feel and tell. So I'm going to meet her tomorrow just so that she'll be comfortable on the show Thursday because she's a young young baby. She's a young one. So I'm uh, going to get to spend some time with her tomorrow and her mom in preparation for the show. So you guys come back, invite some people so that we can support our babies. They are our future. So do that. Um, lastly, I want to thank, I know I said I wasn't going to say anything, but I want to thank my cousin, <laughs> Diane. You guys, it's so hard to find um, people to support you, and sometimes it's even harder to find family to support you. Um, but But my cousin from Atlanta, Diane, I I just I don't ever remember her. I'm sure it has been, but I don't ever remember not seeing her number out there. And it, it just joys my heart to have family, friends as well. But you know, family is family, and it starts there. So I just want to say thank you to her. Uh, she she comes in and she hangs in the entire show, and I just really want to say my heart. It overjoys my heart to see your number out there, and. Um, she loves the song that we're going to end with, so whenever you get tired of me playing that song, know that I'm playing it because it's my cousin's favorite song, and it's my way of saying thank you. So you'll just have to close your ears. So, Rodney, if you don't have anything else, I, I, we can go ahead and end it. We want you guys to come back with us on Thursday. So anything else, Rodney, before I put her favorite song on? Beside every good woman is a man who means what he says. No, I'm done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's all I have to say. Good night, everyone. <laughs> let me see. Maybe, let me see. Do we have the lady of the hour still hanging on? <laughs> Mary? I Hello? Hi. Oh, you know I got to get, get <laughs> that is too like funny. That. 
Well, I just want to say thank you very much, um, and thank you both for always being so encouraging. And I just absolutely love the show and a great message tonight. In fact, I am actually about to write a blog post on it. And my takeaway from tonight was, remember, we see the success, not the struggle. Don't give up on your dreams. Stop comparing your reality to others and have faith that your gifts, excuse me, will make room for you. So I will be sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Send us a copy of it so I can read it. I need to to spend more time supporting you on that. So send me a copy of how to get the link, and maybe I can put it on my site. Oh, will do. And hopefully um, you all will have some more hits on the archive show because this was definitely a great topic. And when I say it was an on-time message, it was on time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. you're fabulous, <laughs> and you're always so encouraging. And thanks to all the listeners and everyone who called in, and just thank you for doing what you're doing. Continue to transform lives. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rodney. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, you Samaria. <laughs> all right. Well, we've had a great night, you guys. We've had a great night, so in honor of my favorite, favorite cousin who listens all the time, we're going to end with um, Mr. Sam. So you guys, good night, and we thank you. We'll see you back here same time on Thursday. Spread your wings and fly.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.